What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Multifamily Wealth Podcast. Uh, back again with another quick Friday episode here. Um, and you're probably looking at the title of this episode and wondering what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Um, and, you know, if you made it this far and you're not a New England Patriots fan, congratulations. Hopefully I don't lose you by the end of this. But uh, but I wanted to, to talk about uh, Bill Belichick, the coach of the New England Patriots. I'm a Pats fan. I grew up in New England. Um, and how... Basically, how he runs a team and how that relates to uh, the job of a real estate investor, especially a real estate investor who is quickly growing their business. Um, and if you don't know Bill Belichick, you probably have been living under a rock or you just absolutely don't care about football whatsoever. But uh, he's probably the greatest coach in the history of the game, probably of any, you know, greatest coach in the history of any sport, um, arguably. And I'm sure if you're not from New England, you're probably banging your head against your steering wheel in your car right now or wherever you're listening to this. But, um, but aside from, obviously, his football genius and everything he knows about the game of football, he has a lot of strengths um, organizationally as it relates to actually building an organization on the field and off the field. And there's one skill set that I want to talk about specifically as it relates to real estate that I think is an interesting parallel between you know football and sports in general and, uh, and real estate investing and really running any business. Um, so obviously, he's got strengths all over the, all over the board. You know, he's... Um, unbelievable football mind, you know, great at finding inefficiencies within the game and exploiting them, um, great at finding value in players that are available, all of these things. But I, I want to talk about one thing, which is that he understands every single piece of his organization um, and every single uh, really just segment within the game of football. Um, you know, most coaches, and this is across all sports, they have some kind of a specialty that they really lean into. You know, maybe they're, you know, an offensive genius and they, you know, they don't really understand much about defense or anything else. Or maybe they, you know, they're they're uh, very defensively minded, but they don't understand other parts of the game as well, which is most coaches. And there's obviously a lot of successful coaches that fit that mold. But I think a trait of Belichick and a lot of great coaches is that they understand every single facet of the game extremely well. Uh, Belichick's been interviewed numerous times where he says that uh, he gets the most excited when people ask him about special teams, which is you know, the most unglamorous part of a football game. You know, it's not offense or defense, um, but rather he's excited to talk about special teams, punting and kicking and, and all of the moving parts that go to or go uh, that make up that part of the game. And, you know, I'm going to get I'm going to relate this to real estate quickly here. Um, but but basically, you know, despite his specialization being in one area, uh, which is defense, he's a defensive minded coach. He still understands special teams, offense, and every other part of the game at an extremely deep level. And despite the fact that he might not be coaching, you know, on a day-to-day basis, each of those different parts of the game, he understands them thoroughly. So how does that relate to real estate? So this is just important to understand as a concept within your real estate business. You know, I think a lot of investors, they have their core competency. You know, maybe they're very, you know, they're very good at underwriting deals or they're very good at networking or they're very good at uh, marketing, and all of that is great. And if you're extremely skilled at any of those areas within the business, you're gonna be really successful. But if you truly wanna be at the highest level, um, and if you truly wanna find success in your business, you need to understand all of the roles of the individuals you're working with and how they work, and basically what level of service you should expect to receive, You know what the cost of using each of these individuals are, and what motivates all of the people that you're gonna be working with. And who I mean is you know your your title company, your uh, real estate attorney, your property management company, your insurance broker, um, you know, your agent or your broker, your lender, your contractors, all of these people, 
you need to understand like what their job is and what they're doing. Um, and so many investors don't really understand some of the other parts within the business. And oftentimes they're either leaving money on the table or they're, or they're just, you know, getting taken advantage of. Um, and oftentimes a lot of these people don't understand how the roles of each of these individuals fits into the larger picture. So I'll give you an example. Um, you know, even if you're not doing your own property management, you really need to understand property management um, if you're going to be buying multifamily real estate. And, you know, some of the things that you need to understand, let's, you know, let's use the leasing process as an example. Um, you need to understand, one, what the leasing process is. Um, you know, how are your units being advertised? Um, how are they being sold to tenants? You know, how is your property manager communicating what, uh, you know, what the benefits of the property are? You know, what does the ad copy look like? How are your tenants being screened? Um, what do the tenants in your market value and what do they not value? Um, you know, for example, parking or, um, you know, utilities being included, or maybe they prioritize a, a neighborhood over another neighborhood or something like that. Um, you need to find what, you know, you need to understand what finishes the tenants in your market are interested in. You know, do they want some kind of counter or flooring over um, another kind or another type of material? You know, you need to understand the eviction process. What does the timeline look like? What does the exact process look like? Um, how do you best approach a tenant that isn't paying rent? Some markets, it's not filing an eviction because that only complicates the process and, and, and makes it harder to gain access to your unit. Uh, you need to understand all of these pieces because they affect the decisions you make at a higher level. So, for example, I'm uh, under contract to sell a property right now and we have to uh, unfortunately evict one of the tenants. And I really need to understand that process so I can communicate it to the agents that are representing the buyer so that I can communicate it to the management company in terms of how they need to operate the property on a day-to-day -day basis to not jeopardize the sale. Um, I need to be able to communicate the timeline to the lenders. Um, and you know, if I don't understand what that process looks like, it makes the entire management of the process significantly more difficult. Um, and, and you know, as it relates to the leasing process, I need to understand what tenants are looking for. I need to understand what amenities and what we need to sell when we're advertising units. I need to understand how long it takes to rent a unit. I need to understand, um, you know, how much of a deposit I can charge. I need to understand all of these things, even if I'm not personally personally doing them, because it's going to affect decisions that I make at the higher level, which is what do I buy? What should I sell given where we're going in the market right now? What deals I should even, you know, take the time to look at and things like that. You know, I'm gonna make another example as it relates to contractors. And I think this is one that's probably gonna be the most applicable to a lot of the people listening. The construction side of the business, especially early in your investing career is completely, it's, it's almost like a complete unknown unless you come from that background. It's, you know, so hard to estimate rehab costs. It's so hard to work with contractors. And, I, I can't even think about how much money I lost early in my career just by not understanding what things should cost, how long, how long things should take, and you know basically what my relationship with a contractor should look like. Um, and it wasn't until I basically you know tried to under, you know I, I basically pretended, hey, if I'm going to be a contractor, what, what would I even be charging my customers? And I worked backwards from there to really see what the profit margin of a contractor is or a construction company is. And then I start to understand the timelines and I understand the material costs and I understand the labor costs. And all of that allows me to make way better decisions, buying decisions, um, you know, at the higher level. So, for example, you need to understand if your contractors are pricing their job based on square footage, based on bedroom count, based on a unit. Um, you know, how do they like to work? What, you know, in what process should the construction be, 
or should the renovations be following? Um, you know, I don't know if that makes sense, but basically in what order should the work be completed? You know, for example, you don't want to do flooring before you do paint because then you're just painting on top of new flooring and that's just going to damage the flooring. Uh, you need to understand all of these things because you have to be able to have educated discussions about this with the people you're working with, you know, and understanding what motivates the other people in, you know, that you're working with is important as well. You know, what, what motivates a contractor? Uh, for example, clear expectations and a clear timeline, um, you know, maybe doesn't motivate a contractor, but it, but it at least makes that relationship a lot easier to navigate. Uh, contractors hate ambiguity. They hate things being vague. They want to know what materials they need to buy. They need to know what exactly what you're looking to have done because contractors don't want to go back to their client and talk about changes or talk about increases in the budget, you know, which happens all the time, right? Everyone always talks about that being something that is always happening when they're hiring a contractor to do a, a rehab. So you need to, you know, for example, set clear expectations, have a clear timeline, outline how they're going to be paid, um, you know, pretend you're a contractor. What, what would you value? Um, you know, each segment of the business is really critical to the overall success, and you have to understand how all the pieces play together and how they and how they intermingle. Um, you know, so for example, if I'm tying these two examples together, you need to know exactly what tenants value. You need to know, you know, whether it's materials, whether it's finishes, whether it's layouts, whether it's exterior, you know, uh, renovations. You know, maybe they, maybe they tenants in your market. Uh, or just want keyless locks. Maybe every single building in the neighborhood that you're leasing, or you know, where your property is that you're leasing, has keyless locks. Well, you probably just need keyless locks rather than keyed locks, because that's just more convenient to a tenant, right? It's not a, that's not a huge example, but it's it's something that you should be thinking about, um, and that's going to affect how you communicate with the contractor. And you need to know what things should cost. Um, what you know, what what should things cost when you're working with a with a uh, with a mortgage broker, right? If the industry standard in your area is your mortgage broker charges 1% of whatever the loan amount is, you should know that. You should know what that number is so that you can compare the folks that you could potentially be working with so you can have educated conversations about this, you know. And to stay in the lender example, right, you need to understand exactly what lenders want to see just in terms of the docs that you're providing them and actually the content of those. You know, what does your balance sheet need to look like to go and get a certain loan? Um, what does the actual lending and underwriting process look like uh, within the company that you're using uh, for your loan? Um, you know, what does the timeline for underwriting look like? What does it typically look like to order the appraisal and get it back? What, is, what does that timeline look like start to finish? What are all the moving pieces within that timeline? Because next time you're talking to a motivated seller and he says, you know, he has to close in three, four weeks, it, like, Understand the options available to you given that timeline and understand how you're going to approach that scenario and understand, you know, and here's an example. I'll take a step back. I had four weeks to close a deal with a mortgage broker. Um, he was telling me that he had a bridge lender in his network that could do a, uh, a close in roughly four weeks. And uh, and he said we could get it done in time. And I was asking him, I said, you know, what's the, what in the process is going to take the longest here? And it's usually the appraisal. And that's, that's what he said. He said, well, getting the appraisal ordered and returned is usually a two to three week process. Well, I said, well, what if it takes that three weeks? You know, how long does the underwriting process take once it's returned? Oh, a couple of days. So you think in your head, okay, that's, that should work out. However, this was a nationwide lender and this property was in a market that isn't a, you know, large national, nationally known market. Um, it's a pretty fringe market. 
And, you know, so I had to ask the question to the lender who's obviously gung-ho saying, oh, we can get this done in three weeks, no problem. Like, we've done this a million times. And I said, well, have you done that in, you know, Manchester, New Hampshire? Well, no, but, you know, I it shouldn't be a problem. I said, well, how deep is your network of appraisers that you work with in that market? Have you worked with appraisers there before? What's What's been the timeline of the appraisals that you've ordered in that market previously? And, you know, a lot of wishy-washy answers, but... You have to know that, for example, lenders are someone who are incentivized by getting deals done. They're going to tell you what you want to hear. You have to parse through the information you're getting to understand what you're getting into. So, you know, we got a few days into that uh, into that process, and it was clear that they didn't have enough appraisers in their network to get this done in a timely manner. And I just had to pull the plug so early and just move on to someone else because I didn't have a lot of time to get the deal done. Um, you know, so if you're going to take a little tidbit away from this, right? If you're working with a nationwide lender. Ask them how robust their appraiser network is in the market um, that you're, you know, basically buying the property in. And if it's not robust, double the timeline to getting an appraisal done. You know, and that's and that is what happened here. If I didn't know that, I would have been shit out of luck uh, two weeks into the deal with two weeks to close, and I would have had to use hard money. Luckily, I got out soon enough and started the process with another more localized bridge lender, and we got it done in time. But you have to understand all of the moving parts basically in all of the businesses that you're working with. Because if you don't, you're just going to get blindsided so frequently. So what I like to do is pretend I'm doing the job of everyone that I'm working with. And obviously, you're never going to do it as well as the people that do it day to day professionally. But at least then you have a good understanding of the process. And you won't get blindsided so much, you know, as you're buying, renovating, you know, leasing, um, and refinancing your properties. So so at a high level, understand what Belichick does. Belichick understands all of the pieces within his football team, all of the departments, all of the roles to the highest level so that he can speak to them and he can identify what success is in all of these roles. And he knows what to look for when he's going out and looking for players. He knows what he looks for or what he needs to look for when he's going out and hiring coaches. And he knows what he needs to look at when he's managing the game at the highest of levels. He understands how he's going to you know, call plays on defense as it relates to the strengths of his team and special teams. Um, and a lot of investors don't really do that. They kind of stay in their lane and understand you know, what they do, but they don't really try and understand all the other pieces, which is great. You need to have your core competency and you need to excel at you know, one or two things and obviously outsource the rest of what you do, but you still need to understand what you're outsourcing. So that's today's episode. Um, hopefully I didn't talk about football too much and uh you know if there's any listeners to this who are jets or bills or dolphins fans you've probably not even made it this far but um but hopefully there was some value in this episode uh hopefully you start to look at your business a little bit differently in terms of understanding the roles of the folks that you work with if you found some value in this let me know uh reach out to me on instagram at multifamily wealth um, if you want a free copy of my ebook that outlines how i found financed and managed deals as i've grown my portfolio uh, be sure to leave the podcast a rating and a review and uh, screenshot that rating and a review and send it to multifamilywealth at gmail.com and uh, I'll shoot a copy right over. But I'll see you guys next week and uh, have yourself a good weekend.